0: On Local Now, Channel 525. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Thank you once again for joining us today on Church of the Week. This is Mark Longoria, Director Ministry of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR, and you are listening to The Word in South Texas. It is my pleasure today to have a, uh, a friend of the radio station here, a pastor of the local community here in San Antonio, actually Selma, right next door, Pastor Sean Azaro, he's a pastor over at uh, River City Community Church, and I want you to uh, kind of kick back for a moment and over the next uh, half hour or so, take a listen to uh, to what's going to be going on here, because I want to I introduce him to you. I want him to tell us all about himself and what's going on at the church. It's a vibrant church. It's a church that's been a part of the community, making an impact here, and so we're uh, we're glad to have you here in, in studio. Thanks, Mark. It's really good to be with you. Well, um, you know, we found out, Pastor, that a lot of our listeners... Um, They love God. Their name is written in the land's book of life and everything. But a lot of them don't actually have a local church that they attend. They don't have a person that they can go to such as yourself and call them pastor And uh, so we appreciate the fact that they listen to our radio station and, you know, they they watch uh, televangelists and things like that, and that's fantastic. But we would really like for people to plug into a local church. So today our focus is to make sure we let them know everything about you, everything about the church, and uh, hopefully we can get some of our listeners out there to get plugged in, listen to what's going on over there, visit you, shake your hand, get to know you guys in person, and uh, hopefully they'll stick yeah, that's awesome. So, uh let's start out with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself, your background, your family.
1: Well, I uh I grew up actually just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the thing that brought me to San Antonio, uh I grew up playing polo. Uh, oh, yeah. The equestrian sport, not water polo, you know. So yeah. we're not in the Olympics, but uh, <laughs> doggone, we should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we. Not a lot of people know that San Antonio in the late '70s and early '80s was a major polo center. Had the U.S. Open was here out at Rotama Polo Center, which is actually the ground that our church is on. Uh, that that, right? that is why my family moved down here. My dad moved us down here. I went to Trinity here. Uh, started my freshman year at Trinity and my whole family moved down because of an opportunity uh, for my dad here and he wanted to get my brother and I who were both kind of prepping to be professional polo players down into the San Antonio region because all the best players were here and um, just uh, we became part of a church here I ended up feeling the call of the Lord into ministry and so I had to walk away from polo which was kind of a a tough deal because I really loved it enjoyed it my brother continued on became one of the best players in the world for over 20 years actually Mm -hmm. And uh, but what's pretty cool is our church ground is actually the place. It's right on Rotama Polo Center. It's where we came down to be a part
0: of. How cool is that? And let's touch a a little bit on what you just mentioned. You you have a love or you had a love for for Polo. You're doing what you love to do. And all of a sudden you feel this calling, this drawing from God to 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 go into ministry. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that are listening that are probably at that place or kind of struggling in their mind. What am I going to do? I feel the ministry pull. I feel the pull from God yet i like doing what i'm doing how, how how do you make that decision to let go of something that you love in order to walk by faith into this whole new calling
1: well a really smart guy told me one time if you can uh, if you can do anything else you should okay it really and and there's a real truth to that you know when when god's <laughs> calling and tugging on your heart you uh you kind of can't be really happy doing other mm. things he's very faithful that way yeah. and i remember um you know externally in my life things were going great but inside it was like I was swimming upstream against Mm. the current and when I actually took that step of obedience and said Lord okay not my will but yours with my life and I took some tangible steps to walk away from the world of polo uh, it was as though on the inside I started going with the stream that's the best way I can describe it externally things actually got harder you know I had to change some things and you know it was kind of tough for a number of years But internally, I knew I was going with the flow of what God's Spirit was doing. It's really the only way I know how to describe it.
0: So it wasn't like your dad was a pastor and you just kind of took over, right? It was like a new church plant?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, my dad was not a pastor. (laughs) 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 Dad, I hope you're listening to this right now. You're laughing, too. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I I was part of a church. Uh, I met and married my wife, Lori, who's just been an awesome partner and yeah. just uh, very much a part of this. We actually youth pastored in Southern California for four years as our first ministry, ministry assignment, mm. and we started a group, a ministry called Real Life Ministries. I'm a musician, and I had recorded an album, a couple albums, actually, and I would do concerts and speak and different things. And a group of people who were playing music with me, and we were also doing an inner-city ministry— we were meeting in my home uh, on, a, on a Sunday night for a Bible study, and it was funny. We just kind of—we didn't really—I I knew one day I would go into ministry. I didn't know what it was going to look like. And we that little Bible study, we didn't really set out to say, let's plant a church. We kind of one day realized, I think we're becoming a church. Wow. You know, and that's a very different experience to yeah. say, wow, that thing that God put in my heart years ago, all of a sudden I think I'm starting to see it right here. Yeah. You know, God does stuff like that. You're not planning it, but all of a sudden you just see it start to appear on you. And you're like, wow, God, that's very cool. Yeah. And so, you know, from there we started to make steps and say, okay, let's actually explore doing this right, whatever that means. Yeah.
0: So you, do you get a group of people around you and you say, start? okay, you're going to be in charge of this, you're in charge of that, <laughs> that <laughs> help me out here? Wow, it's like you were there, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how it went, and everything <laughs> went as I planned.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> right. No, it's almost not. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, for me, we connected. We're part of a fellowship of churches called the Missionary Church. And so uh, we went through some training with them. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're planning a church, there are some key things that God had taught us that we just started saying, okay, we're going to operate by a different set of principles. Mm. You know, I'd been in church a lot of years, and so had several others of our team members. And we just said there's some things God wants us to do differently. One of those things was... Um, to make a commitment not to use people, but to develop them, okay? Mm. Uh, It's very easy for churches, because we're volunteer-driven, to get caught up in the bad habit of using people, you know? And it's not like we mean it. We're not intending that. It just kind of morphs into that if you're not careful. And the Lord said, I don't want you to go out and try to grab a person, find them, you know, who fits your need, and kind of cram them that round peg into your square hole sort sort of deal. Um, Instead, take who I bring invest in them, help them become everything I created them to be, and I'll meet your people's needs better than you could have. So really we looked around the circle in that little group, and it's like, okay, well, what gifts has God already brought? Mm. And so we started. It, it kind of was. In some ways it was like, well, okay, you're going to focus on, you know, Helping us make sure we don't forget to reach new people. You're gonna help us make sure everybody's in groups so they're cared for and they're growing. You're gonna help make sure we're we're in the word and we're growing the word. You're gonna help make sure we're serving and we're not getting self-focused. Yeah. And, you know, there's all, all kinds of emphasis that we wanted to say, hey, we're really about. You know, we've organized our church around five key decisions. Uh follow, connect, grow, serve, share. Those are answers to the question that every person asks when they come to the church. Their question is. Um, you know what do I do? It's a question they ask Peter in Acts chapter two. They're convicted, and what what are we supposed to do? You know, um, multiple people ask Jesus, "What should I do to have eternal life?" And people are still asking that question. And so our ministries, back then and now, are organized around help and answer those questions with five key decisions we think people have to make as they become disciples and followers of Jesus. And those are follow, connect, grow, serve, share. Um, they're you know very closely related to the ideas that Rick Warren popularized in his book, "The yeah. Purpose Driven Church," and then "Purpose Driven Life," uh, but you know, Rick would be the first to tell you he didn't in- invent those. Those are themes throughout the New Testament. Sure, you and you know, Mark, you you're a pastor. Uh, one of the biggest challenges in the church is to stay balanced, you know, and make sure you don't get caught up just in self focus and taking care of yourselves, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. forget that. Hey, wait a minute, God loves
0: everybody. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You know, in today's age, we've got the Internet, we've got uh, television, radio, we've got all these different places where we can be fed. Why is it important that someone gets uh, connected in a local church? Oh, I can't think of a reason, Mark. I'm sorry. You caught caught me with
1: that one. I I didn't expect that. (laughs) No, I'm absolutely kidding. Uh, Here's the deal. There, There is we really believe. That the first, once you be, decide to become a follower of Jesus, you surrender your life to him and you're, you understand his plan for, for you and forgiveness and new life, the first discipline that he calls us to is that of connecting in community. The reality is you and I and everybody else who's listening right now has an amazing capacity for self-deception. And if I'm just listening on the Internet, if I'm just my favorite author over here or this pastor I like over here, or even if I skip from church to church to church, what Mm. I call you know kind of buffet shopping when it comes to church, the problem is I'm the only person who really knows me. And I am, like I said, totally capable of self-deception. When I'm connected in the context of a biblical Christian community Um, people know me and if if they love me they'll kind of if I'm totally deceiving myself they'll say you know you don't actually believe that do you you know they'll they'll confront me on Mm -hmm. things that I need to be confronted on yeah Um, plus the beauty Hebrews chapter excuse me first Corinthians 12 tells us God didn't give any of us all the spiritual gifts he said he distributed those in the body as he willed and so if I want all the spiritual gifts I need Christian community if I want to enjoy and experience those, he didn't give them all to me so that, we w- so that I would be drawn to connect with other believers. Mm-hmm. And it, I just can't stress enough how important it is that, yeah, flesh and blood Christian community is where the action is. It's wonder- there are wonderful gifted teachers. Um, most of them probably became like that because they were connected in Christian community, and they honed those gifts in a place where people cared enough to talk to them and tell them the truth. The ones who don't, by the way, are the ones you read about in the tabloids and you're like everybody shakes their finger at and you wonder gee how did they do so bad well quite frankly i think we as the church failed them yeah. by allowing them to be these solo agents and mm. not insisting that they be people who live out their teaching and their yes. their christianity in the context of a local body
0: yeah so how do you how do you break down these walls someone that's listening that says okay well yeah i like what you're saying and it makes sense i'm going to go out there and and visit River City. Well, what what can they expect? What's the culture at River City? Uh, how can we break down these walls of someone that kind of feels uncomfortable about the, the thought, the notion of being in church on a Sunday morning? Mark, nobody could feel uncomfortable at River City. Yeah? No.
1: <laughs> the, the reality is, I think a lot of people get real nervous about coming to a church for the first time. Yeah. We, we really work hard to try to help someone feel comfortable. I try to be in my communication style. Yeah uh very conversational so a a sermon is not going to be terribly different than what we're talking about right Mm -hmm. here um you know it's it's one of those things where the first thing you got to understand is um we we do have a platform so people in the back can see better but that is purely a logistical thing there are no platforms Mm. at 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 our church or, or really any church that understands that man we are all sinners Uh, saved by grace we are all prodigals sitting at a banquet that somebody else paid for that's right you know and that alone helps people Mm -hmm. because one of the things people come people especially people estranged from church sometimes there's this sense of will i be judged will i be um looked down upon and uh, that's something we try to knock out of the way real quickly um you know, are our, our, what people would expect at River City. What they what they would experience? Uh, really friendly people, kind of, and relaxed atmosphere. Uh, we're we're at an unusual location. We purchased the former Verizon Amphitheater. Yeah, that's so awesome. we're just we're a mile and a half outside of 1604 on Lookout Road, right across from Otama Park Racetrack. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it, that's a different environment. You know, yeah. we built a building back in the existing structures so that we could make use of all that. All that included infrastructure. And it was an incredible opportunity for our fellowship. And we were able to get, you know, incredible resources for a very small amount of money. And it really was a a great blessing to us. Awesome. But for people, that's going to, it's not your typical neighborhood church where you drive up and there's a steeple, you know, it's like, holy cow, where where am I going? (laughs) What is this? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But once they get up, they'll see, hey, great courtyard and relaxed people, and our music is very uh, current, and, you know, we've got some pretty good musicians that uh, do a great job of setting an environment. You know, we try to make our music as current and relevant as we can and as good as we can, but at the end of the day, the core and the theme is always, man, don't we serve an awesome God? That's right. So they'll be experienced, you know, worship in that context. I try to... Always, I try to make it a place where with our people, you can be comfortable bringing your friend who doesn't yet believe in God, you know, um, but they're going to hear the word. Yes. You know, Um, and then, you know, you kind of go from there. You decide. We encourage people to check out. We've got not just small groups as far as life groups, which are the kind of the cornerstone of our our group ministry, but we have what I would call first step groups. We call them activity groups, Mm -hmm. different you know, crazy things that people can do that they, that they like to do. We've got one of our coolest groups that has happened is a cigar group for guys. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, a lot of guys like to smoke cigars. Um, and, you know, that group is so awesome because they immediately go deeper anyway because what do guys do when they smoke cigars? They sit around, pontificate, and share the wisdom of the world, right? At least that's what I do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, But it's a great way for guys to get connected who – they're not ready for that, what, you know, they perceive a Bible study or a yeah. life group. But they will sit with a group of guys, have a cigar, and talk. We have, we have you know, bicycle groups. We have craft-type groups, lots of different groups, all for the purpose of connecting someone and then helping them process, okay, well, what's my next step? Because yeah. our first decision, on those five decisions we're left, the first one is follow. Mm-hmm. It's all about pointing people in the direction of following Jesus, mm-hmm.
0: you know, and so that
1: happens best, like I shared a few moments ago, in relationship.
0: Yeah. You've been listening to Pastor Sean Azaro. He's the pastor over at River City Community Church. Uh, it's located over at 16765 Lookout Road, as he mentioned, about a mile and a half north of 1604 off of Lookout Road, uh, right next to Rotama Park. Uh, it's in Selma, Texas. If you want to give the, them a call and find out more information about the church, you can call them at 210-490-5262, or you can go online. And uh, type in org. that's double L-R-E-A-L-L-I-F-E dot org, and you can find out more information about uh, about the church. Now, Pastor, I know you guys got a lot of stuff going on. I've been on your website. There's always, you've got series going on. You've got different events going on. There's there's tons of different departments within your ministry. So uh, give us more of a sneak peek about, uh, about the church and maybe some of the stuff that's coming up.
1: Well, we've got... Uh you know, again, we are a church with lots of different facets. We're not we're currently a multi site church. We have a church in New Braunfels uh and northwest San Antonio, as well as what we call our central campus, which is the location on Lookout Road. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, there's always stuff going on. We've got great stuff going on for kids, great teamwork with kids. We've got exciting things for youth that are happening. Um, right now we're in a series called uh, Mirror Image, walking through the book of James. And, you know, James used that great picture of uh, the man who hears the word but doesn't do anything about it. Mm. It's like the guy who looks in a mirror, forgets what he's seen, and walks away. What good is it if I look in the mirror if I need to shave, I need to wash my face, I need to comb my hair, and I don't do anything about it? Right. And what James is saying is, hey, the word of God is a wonderful spirit-led mirror that will, will show you things. And the power happens when you actually act on it. So that's our current series that we're walking cool. through. Uh, we've got a big event coming up. Uh, this is a new location for us, so we're having a grand opening celebration on September 16th. Um, we're going to have, you know, it's going to be a great service. It's great opportunity for someone who's wanting to check the church out to come out. Um, we'll have... Information from all the ministries. We're going to have free food and games for the kids and stuff like that happening. But we'll also have our regular services. So some what of them time? come uh, nine and eleven. Nine and eleven. Yep. Okay. That's when our service times are nine and eleven. Mm-hmm. And they can come and then go to service and then after service find out all kinds of information, uh, have a bite to eat while the kids play and you know it just gives folks a chance to actually check out meet some people and find out what the church is really about
0: how long have you been in this location it hasn't been but what a
1: couple of months yeah just a few months and we just finished our second floor so uh you know we we it's we moved in in may and uh or actually april uh and have just been getting settled and trying to get things figured out
0: so for those of you that are trying to connect kind of what's going on here uh, River, City's, River City River uh, City Community Church is a church that was inside 1604 off of what is it, Redmond Redland Redland mm-hmm, yep. Redland Road in 1604. They're right there in the corner. And uh, Jones smallsberger is that correct? Yep. Jones Smallsburger. And uh, now, if you have if you've gone by there and wonder where where did they go, where they at now, you know, they're over here off of Lookout Road. Uh, take us through a little bit of the process, if you, if you don't mind, uh, about that whole transition. Why did you even? <laughs> uh, now I heard because I have a friend that lives close to your your previous location that he told me that you guys were parking cars over at an elementary school and bussing people over to your yes we were kind of tell take us through that process of the transition if you don't mind
1: uh we had experienced great growth over at redland road it was a great facility great neighborhood for us i had lived in that area right off of jones malls right Mm -hmm. within a few miles of that area for god 18 years yeah and uh it was great area for us but but we just grew to the place we had ten acres where we were, and we just outgrew it. Wow! And it was it was to where, you know, we we could buy something next door and try to develop it. We looked for bare property around different things. And a friend who's a real estate commercial real estate agent said, "Hey, well, I'm showing the Verizon Amphitheater to people." Hello. And again, I knew that <laughs> property because of my days playing polo. Yeah. Our building is sitting on what used to be Field One, kind of the main tournament polo field for the for the U.S. Open at wow. time, Polo Center. And so I'm like, wow. I'd been to concerts out there. I'm like, okay. Um, And it just turned out it was such an amazing opportunity for us. We made a serious run for it in 2009. Um, And we had our property sold. We had a buyer. We had everything lined up, financers who had given green light. Well, you remember 2009 was when the financial crunch really settled in. Mm. And so the lenders who had been all green lights and, yeah, we can do this, backed out. Oh man. And by that it was by then we could find nobody who would even touch the deal cuz everybody was scared. Mm-hmm. And so we basically lost the whole deal. We had 150,000 and what happened in, to the seller of your property. No, well, it it didn't happen. It was we we obviously had settled for closing afterwards. Oh, I see. We lost 150,000 in earnest money on oh, the purchase plus another 210,000 in, you know, Lawyers and architects and consultants, so engineers. What, what are you
0: thinking uh, maybe this wasn't God, it's all falling apart? <laughs> yeah, that's thinking? what I was th- I was thinking that and other things, Mark. Yes, exactly. Right, let let's just stay, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I very much, you know, what's funny is I, I've got a great group of elders who uh, I just, you know, I, I love. And they support Lori and I, my wife. And, and we all had this sense, and the whole staff team, that God's in this. I don't know why it went like this, but God's in this. Now, in 2009, our deal was for 100 acres. The whole property is 110. The developer was going to keep 10 frontage acres and do a little commercial development up there in front of our facility, Mm -hmm. which was great. Uh, It was $6.5 million is what the price tag was Mm -hmm. in 2009. Well, we lose our earnest money. We walk away. 2010. All we do is get back to church work. In fact, around River City, we say the best thing about 2010 is it wasn't 2009 <laughs> because you know we, we were pretty tired. We'd made a hard run. Yeah. Uh, at the end of 2010, the developer who was selling it comes back to us. They hadn't been able to sell it, and they said, "We'll give you the whole hundred and ten for five million dollars." Wow, that was yeah. worth we losing hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's actually ten wow. times that. One point five million. And then 10 more acres of the frontage acres. That is fantastic. And it's just like, wow. you know, we like to say at River City, uh, you know, we are most profitable when we're not doing a dang thing. Okay, yeah. 2010, we didn't do anything but just do church. And that, you know, really it's a $2.5 million swing yeah. if you look at the whole value. Yeah. And so that, you know, we had a great lending partner. Um, Lone Star National Bank, uh, you know, became the partner with yeah. us. And, uh you know, we just uh, we just very grateful. The Is Lord Javier that Javier, just, that, uh, Javier was yeah. not the guy I worked with, but we, we he was he's obviously one of the senior yeah, uh, people over you. there. Uh, Ryan Parker was the guy we worked with, and just okay. a great great guy, Christian brother yeah. who helped us uh, just put the whole thing together. And you know, honestly, I couldn't have bought, I couldn't have done a deal for bare land of forty acres where we had to go in and develop the whole thing for the money that we were able to do this whole deal for. We built a building a a nice but simple building tied into the existing facilities. Worked out wonderfully. Our uh our our builders, uh Keller Martin, and
0: they just did a great job for us. It was just a, a neat, neat thing. Earlier this week you were talking one of your devotionals about uh, the scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean out on, on your own understanding. And wow, I mean this is this is really where you really had to test test your God was testing your faith and really trusting, putting all your trust in him. This, as you see it, this deal in 2009 is falling through, but I got a better deal for you. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the moment, you know, we just kind of get, we just look at all the, everything is falling apart in front of us, and we just need to take a step back and understand that, gay, hey, God's in control, and yeah. things will turn out better.
1: And that's the job of a pastor, Mark. That's the job of a leader. That was my inside. I really knew I, I believed God was in this deal, I really had a sense he was in it. I didn't understand why. And I also knew this is, a, this is a pretty serious punch to our congregation. A lot of people worked hard. A lot of people yeah. invested. We raised pledges for several million dollars. And I mean, it's just one of those things where, where you just knew um, this is going to be something that are going to make people go, well, wait a minute. Did God say it or not? And my assignment at that time as a, as a leader was to say, remind people, um, God doesn't work the way we work. Got Roll with the punch. Yeah, you got you exactly. Keep your eyes on him. Our eyes are not on the objective, and that's a that's just wise counsel. My Absolutely. my faith is not in my desired outcome. Mm-hmm. My faith is in him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I, I remind people when we pray for them for healing, when we pray for them for provision. You know, we sometimes say, "Well, if God gives me what I want, then God is real." Mm. And yeah, n- It doesn't work that way. Yeah. My faith is in Him, not in my desired outcome. Right. And so I had to remind our people that, and said. We as elders think God's still in this thing, but we're now in a position of powerlessness. Yeah. Which is a great place to be Absolutely. for people of faith. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's where he wants us to That's be. That's where the good stuff happens. Yeah. That's where you end up waiting on him, resting, and all of a sudden he does something powerful, miraculous, and you're like wow, God is really awesome. Yeah. You know, there's the scene in the movie uh um uh, oh Bruce Almighty. Where he has those beads in his hand and he looks up at God and goes, "Now you're just showing off." that's kind of how I felt. I felt a little (laughs) bit of that, you know, like
0: God. Now you're just showing off. I mean, you are amazing. That's all right. (laughs) And now there's a lot of activity going on there. Not only with your church service, but I know you've got a whole bunch of kids out there running around getting ready for football. A couple little uh, longorias, I understand. Yeah, yeah, a couple of my boys are out there as well, (laughs) running around. Uh, It's fantastic to see that you guys are so community minded. It's not just about what we got within the four walls and uh, I know in that uh, in that place you don't necessarily have the four walls yet in the, right. in the big amphitheater but I know you've got the kids running around so we thank you so much for being such a great part of this community such a great part of San Antonio and we just want you to uh, to uh, know that you got friends here at uh, KSLR radio we want to invite everybody to listen in to uh, real life uh, here on KSLR uh, Pastor Sean comes out every Sunday uh, at 1130 and also on our sister station KOUP 930 AM 930 uh, at eleven thirty, 30. Pastor, any uh, closing uh, comments, uh, an invitation perhaps for people to come out and visit you? Yeah, we would love to have you out.
1: God gave us a, an incredible property and he's given us awesome, awesome people. And we really feel we're supposed to be there for the community. So if you're looking for a place and if we can partner with you on your journey to real life, um, We'd love to be a partner and a friend. And, Mark, thank you for having me. It's been
0: great. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church, If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.